I want to spend a few minutes talking about a topic that we hear a lot in the news about. That is the crime rate, how it's going up. And why is it going up? What can we do to get a handle on it? How to reduce crime? Again, I, I speak as someone who was a prosecuting attorney for a few years and then was elected judge, was a judge here in the greater Grand Rapids area for about 15 years and uh, written a few topics, written a few articles, done some research on it. So let, let's just see what it has to say. Um, key verse is, uh, and the concept is called the certainty of punishment. Uh, that, again, is the certainty that if you c commit a crime, you're going to be punished. The certainty of punishment is the only effective method of keeping crime at a minimum in a culture. King Solomon put it this way from Ecclesiastes 8.11, when the sentence for a crime is not quickly carried out, people's hearts are filled with schemes to do wrong. That's pretty common sense. Children learn about that. That when they disobey parents, there's a consequence. They learn to obey and do what's right. Somehow we've we've lost track of that in our culture. It's just, no, no, no. People will be basically nice if you just let them do what they want to do. Uh, again, if we were not sinners, that would be true. But we are all self-seeking sinners, and it doesn't work. Again, as a prosecutor, later as a judge, I repeatedly saw the truth of this concept. Few people will intentionally break the law if they know with a high degree of certainty that they'll be caught and punished. How many of us speed when there's a police officer right on our tail? Or how many will steal in a store if, if there's a police officer standing there as we're, you know, not that I've ever done this, but if we were about to steal something, we would not take it. That's just stupid. And uh, it's, it's also true, if you have a high degree of certainty, you're going to be captured and then punished. I saw that. That's really why I ran for a juvenile court judge, because our juvenile court back in the 1970s was doing some silly things. Again, bad ideas result in bad choices and bad consequence. The court said, well, if a kid is caught committing a breaking and entering, if we punish him for it, he might stop doing the breaking and entering, but then what he might do is start doing armed robberies, something even worse. So we're going to, instead of using negative consequences, we're going to use positive reinforcement. Ah, so if they break the law, we're going to put them on probation, no punishment, but when they start going to school and behaving, we'll pay them some money. Well, how did that work? Turned out, again, in, in Michigan at the time, once you turned 17, it wasn't 18, 17, you went to adult court. So through 16, you were in juvenile court jurisdiction. Believe it or not, for year after year after year, because I looked at the data, that's really why I ran for judge. Uh, repeatedly, it, it showed that 16-year-olds arrests for crimes, serious crimes, compared to 17-year-olds were twice as much. 17-year-olds, half as much arrests as 16-year-olds, repeatedly. Uh, stealing cars, doing many other things. And uh, it, it was rather significant, the difference. So I went to the juvenile court leaders and I said, you don't want to do this. Uh, we should change this. You, you should punish kids, make them pay restitution, give them a consequence. And no, 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 get out of here. So I ran for judge and we made changes. We made 
punishment happen and and the crime rate came down. So again, we've seen that happen uh, many times uh, uh, in in real history, and I saw it personally uh, happen. I mean, kids would get paid to break the law. It would encourage others to do the same thing. And now we have liberal prosecutors that, you know, just say, oh, just forget it. Don't bother charging these people. They're soft on crime and there's, you know, they don't have to put up any cash bail. They just let them go as soon as they get arrested. The police are still filling out the paperwork. That doesn't work. And we can see that. But there is another answer I just want to quickly mention, played out uh, in history. Uh, consider this proverb, by the fear of the Lord, one turns away from evil. Makes me just think of uh, a real case. I remember reading about it in the paper about this guy that went up to a woman with a purse and he had a gun and he said, ma'am, give me your give me your purse. He points the gun at her. She says, young man, I will not give you my purse. He says, give me, my, give me that purse or I'm going to shoot you. Young man, the good Lord is watching you and I will not give you my purse. Well, Somehow, by being aware that, that God was watching this young man, he put the gun back in his pocket and ran away. It's not always going to happen, but it's not a dumb idea. If, if you or someone you love gets accosted by others, remind them that Jesus, that God Almighty is watching what they're doing. And if they have any fear of God, they'll depart from evil. And similarly, it's kind of cool, is... Uh, when revival comes to a community, crime will drop to almost nothing. It's kind of interesting. Again, awakenings, revival. Saw it uh, certainly recently with a Canadian revival in the 1970s, where the police, uh, chief of police of Saskatchewan, um, and uh, that he uh, was asked about what was going on. He says, man, people... Revival's happening here. He wasn't even a Christian, but he said, I know the difference between ordinary religion and revival. This has to be revival because people are coming to the police and reporting crimes they've committed and wanting to make restitution. Kind of amazing. And then before that, in the Welsh revival, which was really in 1904 in Wales, crime dropped almost to nothing. Police had nothing to do. So they would form singing quartets and go you know, to different places to sing. You can imagine, hey, we need some music. Call the police. So, again, that's we'd love to see that. We need revival. Uh, we need to see that, and I think that will help crime to come down as people become aware that God is watching them, and they're living for him, not for themselves. Hearts change. That's We'd love to see that more. But overall, apart from the work of God in lives, the fact still remains that the certainty of punishment is the only effective method of keeping crime at a minimum. Again, that scripture from Ecclesiastes, when the sentence for a crime is not quickly carried out, people's hearts are filled with schemes to do wrong. God bless you. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. For more information, go to grandawakening.org. That's grandawakening.org.